You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1485, brought to you by Fry's Equine Insurance. You see, insurance can be an intimidating topic. So Susan Strasser from Fry's Equine Insurance got together with Horse Radio Network founder Glenn for a little chat about this important topic. And don't be intimidated. They make it fun. Welcome to Horse Insurance 101 by Fry's Equine Insurance at frysequineinsurance.com. Well, one of the most requested segments we've gotten over the years from listeners is about insurance. And, you know, whether it's insurance for your horse or for your farm. And we have Susan Strasser here today from Fry Insurance. And she has agreed to help us with a five-part series on insurance, helping us all understand what we are buying and what we need. Today, we are starting with horse medical and mortality insurance. And next month, we'll talk about liability insurance. So, Susan, tell me a little bit about Fry Insurance. Well, hi, Glenn. I'm happy to do that. Uh, Fry's Equine Insurance was started back in 1984 uh, by Jim Fry, and I came to work for him in the early 90s, was just part-time assistant, and uh, soon realized that this was something that I really enjoyed doing. And so I bought the agency in 2011 and have been running it ever since. Well, that's really cool. Well, congratulations. Thank you. So how many states do you guys service? Because I know when we've talked about having agencies on before, they only maybe covered one state, and it, you know, it didn't apply to a lot of our listeners. Right. In um, in insurance, you have to be licensed in every state that you're going to do business in. And so Fry's is licensed in 17 states, and we're mostly up the East Coast and in the Midwest. And the information we're giving today, no matter what state you live in, uh, is going to mostly be correct. Every state's a little bit different, but we're going over the basics. We're taking a look at the big view. So most of this is going to be correct wherever you are, but you want to check with your local agent. Exactly. If, if you're not in Fry's territory. So, <laughs> what companies do you represent? Uh, for mortality and medical, we mostly represent with Great American Insurance and the Hartford. We have other companies that we can write with if your horse doesn't fit into one of their programs. What types of insurance do you do for horses and farms and horse people? Okay, we start with the, the horse itself. We can write mortality and medical insurance. Uh, if you own a farm, we can write a farm owner's policy, which works just like a homeowner's, but we can also add the equine liability in there for you, whether you're boarding or training or doing lessons. Uh, for the independent, we can write a standalone liability policy so that you can take that coverage with you um, to, to wherever you're doing your lessons. And if you're a club or you're putting on a show, we can also write standalone policies for you as well. So today we're talking about medical mortality insurance for horses. Do they always go together or can they be bought separately? Uh, no. Mortality is the actual policy. And then the medical options are an add-on to that policy. Gotcha. So you can buy mortality separately? Yes. You get just life insurance basically for your horse? That's exactly right. Okay. So why should someone insure their horse? And, you know, what kind of people should insure their horse? Well, when you buy a horse, you put an investment, you, you pay for the horse, you're putting a lot into it. And so you want to protect your investment, simply like life insurance for people. Um, so you want to recover that if something would happen to your horse. Now, the medical insurance, again, like people insurance, gives you protection 
if if something would happen, a colic, lameness, something like that. So it's anybody who feels that they need to protect the investment in their horse. Oh, and you know, vets are so cheap. I don't know why anybody would work in <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> At what so what age can you start? You know, can you start with babies? Yes, we can insure horses once they're 24 hours old. Really? And then we can insure them through the age of 20. Now, some coverages, some medical options aren't available um, all the way through the age of 20, but we'll work with you on that to let you know as your horse gets older. So I didn't realize that it was that young. I always thought it was uh, several months old, but... Huh. Yeah, no, you can do them uh, once they're 24 hours. Now, the premium's higher, and so you're going to pay more because there's obviously more of a risk that something could happen in that first 30 days. Um, and, you know, a lot of people don't do that, but there are some valuable horses that once those babies are born, they need to protect them. It is So the oldest age then is 20, right? Yes. Okay. Is there At a- least for full mortality coverage. Now, you can insure your horse after the age of 20 with what we call limited mortality, which is a very select few things that the horses could die from. So it's not anything like the full mortality policy. Is there a minimum value? So my horse, I bought my horse for $1,000, right? And, you know, is there Mm -hmm. a minimum value for a policy? No, there's not a minimum. Um, Some companies won't offer uh, medical insurance on lower value horses, but with the Hartford, we can write... um, medical on any value of horse. Oh, wow. Okay. So what happens, we talked about colic, right? And heading to the vet. What happens if my horse has been treated for colic? Can it still get the, you know, the, the full policy? As with anything, there are always exceptions. So it depends on whether the horse um, has a history of colic, whether it had a colic surgery, whether there was a resectioning done. So if a horse has had a colic once and done, and and it's been healthy, um, you know, for over a year, then we can typically go ahead and get colic put on that horse. But if there's a history or if there is a resectioning done, then you're probably not going to be able to get coverage for colic. So it's kind of like people, if you've had massive heart attacks uh, in the past, that they're going to look at that and go, I'm not going to insure you for a million dollars right now. That's right. Yeah. That's okay. right. But the longer you go, the more chance is that you can get insurance. Um, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So with the, as you said, with the colic surgery, uh, then what? So my, my horse did colic. I had colic surgery. Yep. With colic surgery, typically the company wants to see that the horse has been colic free for at least a year since the date of the surgery. So if that's the case, then we can go ahead and get Um, the mortality and the medical coverage or a colic endorsement put on it. Um, And again, as long as there hasn't been a history of colic prior to that. Um, Now, in saying that, you can still insure your horse who's had colic, but they may just exclude colic from your policy. So you can still get the mortality and the major medical coverage. Major medical is going to cover, you know, other things, lameness or Um, laceration, things like that, but it may just exclude uh, colic coverage. That's interesting because that's the same way they'll do it in people too. Yes. Yep. So so let's talk about while you're transporting a horse. I always wondered about this. So if I'm moving my horse, I'm heading to a horse show or just go trail riding and something happens in the trailer. Okay. So transporting your horse would be covered under your mortality policy as long as you're transporting within the U.S. and Canada, because that's the scope of what our policies cover. Okay. Now, there are people who are buying their horses overseas. So we see a lot of them in Europe, 
uh, wanting to ship their horses home. We can also add a transportation coverage if they're flying home um, to a policy and so that you'll have the coverage from the time the horse is loaded onto the plane until it gets here. And then you can opt to either continue that coverage, you know, for the balance of the year or just have it, you know, for the flight home. If I'm concerned about being able to pay my vet bills, I'm a horse husband. I'm always thinking about those things. All of us horse husbands are. Um, That's right. And if my horse becomes ill or has an injury, what types of coverage are available for that? Okay. So again, we start with mortality and then we're going to add on uh, different medical options. So we can start with uh, a colic only endorsement, which is going to cover required treatments and surgeries related to just a colic. Or you can choose a surgical endorsement, which is only going to pay for required surgeries. So it could include colic or any other type of surgery. Or you can go with a major medical option. Major medical is going to cover required treatments and surgeries up to the limit you select. So most companies are offering different limit levels uh, for you to choose from, depending on, on your budget and where you feel comfortable. That would be it for the medical coverages. So how about loss of use? Is there any loss of use coverage, meaning I can't use my horse? You know, I guess this would more apply to the serious competitors out there. Yes. Loss of use is being restricted to certain uses by most companies now. So if your horse is a, a venter, reining, um, a jumper, dressage, you can uh, then look at adding loss of use to your policy. So the way loss of use works is if your horse is injured or has an illness that makes him permanently unable to perform the use that you purchased him for, um, then you then you could go into loss of use. So it is a add-on to the mortality policy. And all companies are a little bit different in how they pay. It is not 100% payout. Uh, so it's usually about 60 to 70% of the insured value. And once the company pays for that loss of use claim, then the rest of the coverage is canceled and you cannot get any insurance on the horse again. Okay. Are there uses or disciplines which do not qualify for coverage? Uh, no. Um, any horse can, can be insured for mortality. But when it comes to medical coverage, uh, race horses, horses that are intended in to be raced, they do not qualify for um, any type of medical coverage. Well, now the big question is, what's it cost? Yes, that is the big question for everybody. And so that, of course, depends on many factors. So when you call us or send us an email to get a quote for your horse, what we're looking for is the breed, the use, the age, and the value of the horse, because all those will factor into what the rate is. As a horse gets a little bit older, when it turns 15, uh, for insurance purposes, it's considered overage. And so the rate then goes up. So it is always best to give us a call and we can um, be happy to give you that quote over the phone. How is it determined how much my horse is worth? You know, I'm, I'm going to do life insurance. How does that determine? 
Okay, so we typically start with purchase price, but if you've owned your horse for a while or you've raised your horse, um, then we'll look at things like uh, training records, show records, um, anything to show us why the horse is at the value that you have set for it. Um, You can do, we've seen statements from trainers, uh, but typically we're looking at that show record to see how well he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. All right, very good. Well, to get a quote, what do they do? They can give us a call at 614-875-3711 and talk with either myself or Ron Johnson, or you can go out to our website. There's a form out there that you can fill out or just shoot us an email at info at fries, F-R-Y-S, equineinsurance.com, and we'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. So if you'll listen in next month, we're going to discuss liability policies, liability for the horse owner for the independent, and for the farm owner. Well, there you have it. Horse Radio Network has thousands of engaging podcasts for horse people, and you can have them sent right to your phone. Just subscribe via your favorite podcast player. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show.